All right, everybody, you've made it to another Saturday. Now let's dive into this week in Chia. So we can see the price action over the past week. We currently have ended the week here at the high for the past week here, and we're at about 37. 34, something in that neighborhood right about now. Now we had seen it a little bit lower in the 34s in the middle of the week. Now let's take a look at what your actual earnings are going to look like if you are a farmer on Chia with about a $10,000 rig. This is the same thing that we've been comparing over and over and over and over over the past couple of months to be consistent. So if you check here at 10 cents per kilowatt hour, you're going to be looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of earning about $9.90. And that has remained remarkable consistent for the past several months, as a matter of fact. So if we actually go and look at what you might be comparably earning for a $10,000 investment in a GPU rig, which ETH merge coming, we're going to get to that here in just a second, but ETH merge right on deck, uh, you would be earning somewhere on Ethereum about $16.50, somewhere in that neighborhood. Neoxa, Neox, uh, do you think that this is going to have legs? Do you think this is going to have any serious amount of legs? Is a good question. I don't myself, so I think this one definitely is a flash in the pan. Now, if you look at Raven, Conflux, Ergo, those have more built out around them. Maybe they could actually have a little bit better of a chance of absorbing some hash rate. But again, I think the fundamentals of mining and what happens when you put all of these miners onto all of these coins is a pressure that people that are investors do not understand. And I've talked to several people who are just buyers of cryptocurrencies that have clearly no idea about mining dynamics and what happens when difficulty goes up, daily earnings go down, covering the cost of your electricity is something that becomes unfeasible. In GPUs, this is a real phenomenon. I don't know why everybody hasn't been talking about this for the past several months, but it is a real phenomenon, and we will see that happen with these other altcoins. If you think differently, sound off below, let me know. If you just want to drop me a comment, sound off below, let me know. But we can see down here, Raven is about $10.16. Flux is right around $9.95. So uh, that is actually on par with what you're seeing from Chia. And this is pre-crush of GPUs slamming down on those and the daily cell pressure that will come from that, will come from that. Why? Differentiator between Chia, Post, and GPUs, POW. They have different energy profiles. Those energy profiles cannot be glossed over when you look at operations that are not going to be sustainable with because of a huge footprint of electricity that's needed. 60 amps is definitely, you know, a lot of electricity. And if you look at a 60 amp operation in one versus a 60 amp operation in another, you get scale effects that are so dramatically different. Literally, the cheapest thing that you can mine might not be the best thing that you can mine. And if you look at what a residential household, as I did in a video that will be linked at the end of this video, a couple of weeks ago, look at that, you will see that there is a difference that is huge in what an average residential, if you are looking to have a cryptocurrency operation and scale that out, what type of system you can implement. And clearly, Chia, by far, because of its low electricity usage, scales out bigger than anything else as far as daily earnings. All right, so let's also talk about some other stuff that happened here this week. We've got the cypherfunks and sport coats. Uh, this is blockchains in the real world. These are articles that Gene puts out every now and then. This one is actually got some really great points that I wanted to touch on a couple of them. So this is Gene kind of outlining what he feels like are some of the things, what she sees as some of the opportunities, where blockchain can excel. And now 
these aren't talking about current use cases that already exist out there necessarily. This is often stuff that is aligned very closely to the roadmap, things that clearly they are building the primitives for. So trustworthy markets, inclusive, having wide access globally, and also the finality of a crypto transaction versus a different transaction is where it starts out. Very important concepts to have. If you don't have those, do take time to read this. Do take time to look up the terms. If you look at some of the things that they start talking about, some of the feature sets they start talking about that they are currently also working on, did primitives for DAO tech. So that would allow a fully digitized voting rights that are auditable and secure for its members. That is, I think, something that we will see that is very, very important. If we look down at the uh, transparency, trustless tracking, you can start to see where they bring on some of the talk about data layer. I think this is one of the most insightful things that we've had written so far about where they see data layer use cases as far as federated database technology and essentially keeping a checksum of the change transaction state of the database or the underlying technology that could be storing any tor any type of data. I mean, any type of data out there can be stored on it. And the change transaction set being immutable is something that's powerful because then it, that essentially, if you want to think of it like a CRC32, you can kind of say, hey, this is a checksum of what all of this data here should be. And that is not able to be fudged. It is on the blockchain and nobody can overwrite that. And does that match is an important thing. And having software in place that can automate that is something that's pretty darn sweet also. So looking at data layer, where that is built, how that is built, the partners that may or may not come to fruition. As a matter of fact, I did not think that we would see data layer partners. I now put that in a toss up category. Maybe we actually do see a launch partner with data layer and with did. And the reason why is because I think that some of the things that I read in here, you should read this sound off below. Let me know what you think about your ideas about the progress of data layer and did. Those, you know, are things that are on the roadmap for the near term. So we're closing up here on quarter three at the end of this month. Things have been pretty quiet from Chia official. So they're probably heads down working. As a matter of fact, we're going to be able to see that they're heads down working. Provably the third most busy blockchain in the world right now in just a second. Uh, so, yeah, you can see where they talk about the climate warehouse project that has you know, amazing amounts of cap capacities and capabilities. And there is a deep dive that I'm going to be doing on the White House release of crypto's impact on climate. And this is clearly a shot across the bow of all POWs. I'm going to talk about some things that we should be concerned about. I'm going to talk about some opportunity sets that I see. And I'm going to talk about some things that I think definitely are coming out of that. I have seen a lot of other people do some surface level talking about it. I took the time to actually like outline everything in this do research on these topic points. So this hopefully can be a very well-produced piece that is very thoughtful. That'll be coming out as soon as I can get the video put together for it. Had to do all the background research, had to read the entire thing, and had to actually validate some things. There were some things in there that are actually incorrect, and I'll be pointing those out also at the same time. Uh, yeah, so you can see that we can, you know, utilize identity and digital identifications in technologies that are going to be built for other people out there. So DID is powerful. Talked about this a couple times, surface level. DID is powerful for the reason that it allows an SSO kind of experience for people across all sorts of applications. And it also can be just, boom, web standard plugged in to other existing 
architectures and providers out there. So if you've ever used like Glue for SSO or something like that, these are SSO identity provider framework softwares uh, that are able to do that kind of providing out there. Having a blockchain tie-in that's immutable is an amazing concept. And Chia being able to pull that off, being like, I think the first to pull that off in crypto is going to be a big boom for them as far as onboarding of people that are probably looking to have this technology integrated into their SSO identity management suites. And these are things that you never would probably think about. Most of these never probably think about these, but this is like the actual dollars and cents, the actual business. This is where Chia is an actual business. It's not just a bunch of idol idealists. It's not just a bunch of people that are you know, maybe not necessarily focused on what sells, what makes revenue. How does this business grow? Chia, incredibly focused on that. And moving on, we see that they talk about the security and control aspects that you will have empowering you with slow wallet tech, which actually is remarkable in the sense that you can have a delay on withdrawals built into your wallet at certain percentages, and that would prevent things like theft if somebody gets a hold of your mnemonics if you have a hardware controlling key backed asset. Another important thing to note here is they did mention hardware keys specifically in here, indicating to me that they're having talks with somebody about hardware support for Chia. Again, one of those critical things on the pathway to better price and better adoption is probably hardware support for wallets, also major exchange listings. As a matter of fact, those two are, I think, in bed with each other. Okay, so as we move down further, you see also democratizing remittances, and they talk about the outrageous amount of nearly trillion dollar industry that is just making fees off of transactions and the strengths that you can see with a system like a cryptocurrency can bring and revolutionize that as well. I think this one is probably one of the biggest opportunity spaces out there gaming. Now, the randomness part of this, I didn't necessarily think about in these terms, but you see that the randomness means mathematically provable, safe, and secure uh, chances for people in playing different games. So role-based games, card-based games, NFT-based games, as well as other more complicated metaverse-type experiences are something that Chia is looking at. This is a great article. Take time, go and read that if you have not yet. Next, let's take a look at some uh, interactions that Chia actually had with Solana. And this is important in the context of one of the uh, graphs that I'm going to show you here in just a second after this. So Tolly, one of the co-founders of Solana Labs, should the L1 offer a base layer flash loan primitive that allows anyone to borrow infinite amounts of the L1 coin at some rate as long as it's paid back in that block? Um, and actually, Chia does have that, apparently. So I have not seen that in use yet, but I believe there may have been one time when it was in use when somebody did an NFT transaction. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, there was some talk of it. I don't know exactly whether or not that's what they used, but somebody used it to uh, catch a flipper, uh, essentially, was what it seemed like to me. Uh, Mariano chimes in, we have this feature in Chia already. As, as long as the coins created and destroyed match, you can do anything if it's in the same block. And uh, yeah, Bram jumps in and says that's for all of the cat based assets as well. So very important. Tully replies back, is there a borrower rate or is it zero? And Mariano chimes back in, it's free, which that matters what the cost of transactions are. I'm assuming at that point in time, 
to include your transactions in a block and make sure that they all happen in that block, you would probably have to have some sort of a fee that you would have. And you would probably want to set that at a reasonable rate, a decent rate. Uh, there's also apparently a max amount limit to what can be included in that, but it's apparently also insanely high. And uh, Tolly doesn't necessarily understand all of this, but taking a look at Chia, again, exposure of Chia out there in the broader ecosphere. Yeah, I'm going to do it right here. All right. Yeah. And if you look at this, most active cryptos based on their GitHub data for the past three months, Chia right behind Solana, right behind ICP. So that is a ton of work that's happening on these particular networks. Contributors, 99 contributors, 100 plus contributors for the others, 968 commits versus 974 commits in the past month. That is a lot of activity that's happening on the Chia development side. We see that reflected in all of the rapid products that are coming out, all of these amazing base layer technologies that other companies can use to build their own products upon. Much like Solana is geared towards being that also. Of course, huge changes and differences between the two, where you have Solana being essentially a really large proof of stake and Chia being a truly decentralized L1 based on a UTXO kind of model. And I'm going to touch next on this. If you are in the Salt Lake City area, make sure that you check out the event that's coming up here. And that's going to be September 13th. Chia is going to be hosting with their product team a meet and greet in the Salt Lake City area at the Green Pig Pub. And they will be providing some light snacks, but they're also going to be providing drinks. So make sure you show up in an Uber for that one <laughs> or with the designated driver, because uh, that one probably going to be pretty lit. Uh, take pictures and post pictures, but give people's permissions before you do that, if you're going to do that. Uh, but I definitely am interested in seeing the pictures of people having fun out there with the Chia team. I think they're a lot of fun, and I think you're going to find out if you go to this that they're a lot of fun. All right. Uh, next, we've got Ari Paul here on a tweet, and he was you know, commenting about uh, POS and some of the circular logic around costs and cheerleading the POW via free fl flare gas, which is something that's actually mentioned and will be dived into very soon in the White House analysis paper, uh, and the non-repurposable ASICs secure, securing the POW networks. Free electricity adds little security, detracts from security of too big a percent of mining. So I'm not sure if uh, this individual is actually a BTC maxi, but I would say that there may be, maybe not. Uh, but he did actually say he hasn't followed Chia in Asia, ages and is looking for uh, a specific dApp or use case he can check out. People started chiming in with the P2P offer files, NFTs that are truly decentralized. Literally, that is just something that people don't get. They don't understand it until they use it or see it in action. When you say it's a truly decentralized NFT, people immediately are like, oh, an ERC721 is a decentralized NFT, even though it's not at all. It's completely based usually on wherever the originator is of the contract that is being put out there. So there is important differences between truly decentralized revolutionary technology and quasi on the face of it. We're going to say one thing, but behind the scenes, we're really just based upon a standard that is being utilized by large players and is super centralized, super censorable. And also at the same time, Brett chimes in, lets him know about some things. Gene chimes in, talks about the climate warehouse. This was cool. Gene also shows off the fact that 
going into production in August. And these are the countries that will be on board on launch day. That right there, pin in the hat, big things on deck. And some other product-based news here, we have Gobi releasing the 0.2.3 release, which brings signed transaction messages. So is this the moment where we can have TX integration? And do we see Josh's creation come to life, which is the WooCommerce Chia plugin? If so, big stuff there. That is huge stuff there. Uh, so let's hope. How far out is Merge? Merge four days away almost at this moment in time. This changes everything. Everything in crypto is about to change. There's a bunch of things that I definitely noticed in reading the report that was just released by the White House that, man, it really felt like a POS uh, parade. It, it actually just got things straight up wrong in many instances surrounding POS. Also, those things will be corrected in my video. But yeah, four days. Uh, that's essentially when the world changes for crypto. Now, there are some big risks in it, and I have a little bit of Ethereum, and I've been wondering, what should I do with it? Sound off in the comments below. And I'm not going to send it to you, but uh, sound off in the comments below and let me know what you think I should do with it. Should I stick it, lend it? leverage it, do something else crazy with it. Just hold on to it. Let me know. I'm interested in what your thoughts are, what your plans are for the ETH post-merge. How many of you guys are going into staking? How many guys, how many of y'all are in the pools that are going to be kind of held out there until who knows when? Does that make you a little bit nervous? Those are some good questions. Also got the store up and running. Still have some 16s, got more 18s on the way. I've got a few left in there, but I've got more 18s on the way now, hopefully arriving in the next week in big batches. But yeah, if you're interested, do check this out and don't forget 3% or 5% discount based upon a $1.99 or a $7.99 monthly subscription. And that is through YouTube. So win, win, win. And you get access to the Discord also at the same time. Uh, also, let's take a look here at something else that's new that just dropped. Uh, this is kind of fun. Proof of treasure. Guess the location. Win coins. Proof of treasure coin. Uh, this is interesting. So uh, this is something that they have a smart contract that is actually issuance hard coded. So they have to wait 30 days between mints on this. But this is pretty cool. You can you can actually see their issuance schedule here that's coming out. And if you look at the games here, you've got classic, which is I would say that's somewhere in China. That seems like a safe guess uh, based upon the fact that there's Chinese written on the ground there. I don't know what that means. And I don't know how to bring up the character set for Chinese to type that in. So there's very little chance that I have uh, I, that I'm going to actually get that right. But you can see here they've brought on some tokenomics so you could win potentially eight POTTs off of this game here. And they give you a countdown and how many guesses have been made on it. And then there's also the golden game. Uh, and so this is hmm. I'm going to go with somewhere in uh, Southeast California, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, you, this one, you can win 128 pot. So you can submit your guess there as well. And I think that's pretty interesting. If you look here, you can see their statistics on which games have been won. So we'll go to game 808 here and you can see here the game info and the actual location link of it. So this is kind of like a geocaching maybe, but for like geography with blockchain tie-in. Also, if you start here, you might want to start with learn and you can see where this is and you can see that they have longitude and latitude. 
uh, that you would actually be using to submit that. As well, let's take a look at some of the Space Scan updates that just came out for this week. And there is a new feature that I think is, I had no idea, I think this one's really powerful. That is the number of NFTs that have been minted. You can display that here and you can scan that back to like a month and you can see how many NFTs are minted per day. Wow, that is a lot of NFTs that have been minted per day as well other cool things like rich addresses. You can check out the mempool size and you can also look at things like XCH price per tibby byte. And you can see that we are still in the about 0.0004 range. And I hope you enjoyed this week in Chia. You can always hit me up at GoSpaceport on Twitter, the website, digitalspaceport.com, the store, shop.digitalspaceport.com. And also leave all of your comments down below. Hit share if you find this interesting. And be sure that whatever you do, you read that article on what's on deck, what they're behind the scenes doing, because I think that's the best clue in that we have to what's happening immediately in our future. And of course, I've got the insane data center build still underway. I'm about to go buy some sheetrock. So I don't know if I'm going to do a video on sheetrocking. Doubt that. That is like not fun and I suck at it. So uh, probably we'll just gruel through that one and hope that everything comes out okay. All right, everybody, we will check you out next time and have a great rest of your weekend. If you have questions that you want answered in tomorrow's QA, make sure that you drop them in the comments below or in any video. I'm cutting that off at midnight tonight and I'll get that video out to y'all tomorrow.